What is good, everybody? It's your boy Sherman here, back once again, joined by, as always, Old Bed. Here, bringing you another fantastic episode from West of One Entertainment. Good to see you, as always, my friend. How's it? How you going, man? Haven't seen you in a little bit. It's been a while. It's been a while. I'm doing well. Still above ground, trying to save these dollars. The the devil is in the detail, trying to get me out of the bar. The only thing I can do. <laughs> do yeah. You got you got to you got to try to uh, resist temptation as much as possible these days, right? <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd; He knows what I want. Because <laughs> you know, once, as they say, once I was out, and they brought me back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So let, let's just get right into it. This we got a few different good things to talk about uh, on this week's on this week's episode. Want to start on a lighter note? Uh, I saw. I don't know if you saw in the recent news that your boy uh, A Rod uh, got engaged to the lovely and uh, always sex. As irresistible Jennifer Lopez. Uh, yes, I also saw yes. the rock, the rock on her finger. Woo! Fire. When you get more than one $250 million contract in a year uh, in, in your career, yeah. yeah, you can put a rock on a finger like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was worth a pretty penny. So it got me thinking, you know, J-Lo is, you know, is still doing it. I think she's almost, what, 50 years old. It's yeah. still banging, dude. Like, it's yeah. crazy how fly she still is. And, you know, to me, she's one of my favorite, you know, celebrities of all time. It got me thinking, who are your top five like crushes of all time celebrities? I mean, for me, Alicia Keys is still number one for me. Always has been, always will be. Two, Eva Mendez. Uh, three, Jennifer Love Hewitt. That was my little boo. How back in high school crush? High school crush. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, four, J Lo. As I said, is it has to be in there. And five, you know, I always toss up maybe between Blake Lively or Rosalind Sanchez. Um, but yeah, I always kind of flip flop those two. But I'm gonna, I'll just say Blake Lively for now. And I don't know if I'm sure you, I'm sure you have a top five as well, as well. Uh, top five that are alive, at least to me. <laughs> uh, I've, uh, I've always been a fan of Selma Hayek, man. It was, uh, it was from Dust Till Dawn and Desperado, and I was, I'm sold. I was in. Uh, yeah. Charlize Theron, who not only is very tall, athletic, she's also in Mensa, so she's like one of the top three percent smart people in the world. Mm. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the dark horse that came out of nowhere. I know <laughs> you want to sell me socialism? Go right ahead. This <laughs> dude trying to get on the ballot next year. <laughs> hey, I'm in. I'm in. Listen, if I need to be the behind-the-scenes side piece so you can do your campaign thing, you let me know. <laughs> I will post my numbers. I know she's down the street here in DC. Um, yeah, uh, Rosie Perez. Yeah, right. <laughs> and she's a New Yorker too. I know she can cook. Um, <laughs> Rosie, Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez was always a big one for me. Loved her like they can't jump. Uh, and then Megan Good. Megan Good. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I feel like Megan Good is kind of fellow. You don't only see her in as many movies and things like she was uh, no. back. I mean, she's still fly, though, of course. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with but you. She made enough money for herself, who knows, right? Yeah, she may be doing her own thing. But anyway, moving right along, let's get into some sports action here. Start off in, in uh, baseball, as we mentioned A-Rod before. And finally, we Bryce Harper, he finally got the deal that he wanted. He signed a, a free agency record with the Philadelphia Phillies for a 13-year, $330 million, which is equivalent to about 25.38 per year. Yes, making it rain, of course. I mean, damn, the Phillies gave up. I was surprised, though. It was 13 years um, I thought, I think we, I mentioned it on our last show that I thought that he would want to get more money per year than Manny Machado did. Yeah. So that's why I was surprised he did 13 years. Now he got an overall more money, 330, Machado got 300. I don't, I don't know. I think there, he's trying to, I think he mentioned, he mentioned he's trying to gauge it so that way the Phillies have room to sign other players. Okay. And, and what, which, and leads, which leads me to my next point. He has been a quote unquote recruiting 
Mike Trout from the uh, from the uh, LA Angels. He's saying, you know, he would love to have him play here, you know, because uh, Trout is a Philly native, you know. He's he, Philly native, yeah. He even has season tickets to the Eagles, you wow. know. Um, but I feel like, is there no tampering rules in in MLB? I guess I don't, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't believe so. I don't. There's nothing against it. I mean, first of all, I would say, do you agree with the move to Philly? And what do you think about his kind of recruiting thing? And is it going to attract more free agents to go to the Phillies moving forward? So it is. It's interesting that you mentioned how you know the the tampering aspect of it because I feel like is tampering even like really a thing? Uh, these players are all friends, all interact with each other. They're in a union, so if they need to get contact information, they can talk to the union. The union can put them in touch with a rep, and they can get, they can have a conversation with someone, right? I never understand why these bad blood situations happen, individuals, whatever he said, she said, you can handle this outside of the public eye. Right. So, you know, the fact that he's in the media saying, hey, that woo-woo, like, you know, we'd love to have him out here. I think uh, somebody else said something about Manny Machado, like he would look great in stripes. So I, I had missed the quote on that one, but... Individuals are always putting things out there. Right? We see LeBron at, at college basketball games. We see LeBron hanging out with people at the All-Star game. Like, it's going on. It's happening. Uh, am, am I mad at, at uh, what they're doing out in Philadelphia? If, if a guy with, with as, as much talent as Bryce Harper has feels like he needs the best player in baseball to be on his team with him, do what you got to do. Just, you know, pick your sport. Everybody does this. Um, Right. I, I think there is actually the rules on tampering. There's like two rule books that, that uh, the MLB has, right? Yeah. Um, that say something about tampering, but I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's yeah. tampering and I don't think it's a problem. What about you? I know. I don't think it's that big a deal. Like if he wants to recruit some, one of the great, the great players in the game to help him to join him. Well, I don't care. I don't see what the problem is. I think I hate when, you know, they do it in the NBA, they get cracked down, they find a team and find the player, whatever the case is, dude, like you just said, all these guys are friends, you know, sometimes like, they want to play with each other. They want to play with each other. They want to help each other win, dude. It's like saying you have your own business. You're ahead of it. You're running the. You're running. You're running your own thing. I have in my own business. I'm running my thing. We're both making millions of dollars. We realize, you know what? How about, why don't we come together and just and just take over the world? Why, yeah. why would we want to do that? It's almost like just like when LeBron went to Miami and exactly. you know he, he played with. Not, he wanted to, it's not seven, not eight. <laughs> he wanted to play with his friends. You know what I mean? That's all it was. So if 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 Harper wants to recruit some of his friends, you know, or Trout or best players to help him win and help them build their conglomerate, you know, a dynasty. Why not? Who cares? I don't get why people are mad about that. They're just, they're just basically mad. They're not doing it on their team, basically, because you know what? That's all it is, honestly. It's it's literally all it is, dude. If the Nationals fans were had still had had Harper and they and they he got Mike Trout to come here, they'd be just fine with it. If the San Francisco Giants fans did it, they'd be just fine with it. It's just because it's not your team or they're they're a team that they're they're getting they're mad about it. That's all it is. I completely yeah. agree. I was playing soccer this morning with a dude who was really aggressive on the ball. He was a, he was a great player. He was a good player. I was mad about the way he was playing because he wasn't on my team. And I sat there and I was just like, you know what? If he was on my roster, I want to see more of that. Don't let up. <laughs> exactly. It's all it's all it is. It's, you know, it's just just you want you want you want it to benefit you benefit you, not the other team. That's basically what it is. That's all it comes down to. Anyway, moving on. Let's get over into the NBA. I want to just talk about the Lakers for a second. Um, let's talk about, let's go on LeBron, of course, as you know, a couple nights ago, he passed MJ on the uh, all-time scoring list for fourth, just trailing Kobe, 
uh, Karl Malone and uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think he'll pass Kobe probably next season, I believe. He's on track to do so. And I think by the end of his Laker contract, he'll probably get within range of Kareem if he stays there the entire four years, So, which is which is crazy. Um, but, now, but they also mentioned that this week that they're going to be limiting LeBron's minutes with the playoffs likely out of reach. Um, they're going to be limiting his minutes. I believe they're 11th in the West and they're, what, six games under 500. Um, some fans aren't really too happy with the current situation of, the, of, their, of their Laker team. I mean, the other night in their in the loss against the Clippers, they had fans chanting, we want Kobe when LeBron was at the line. I mean, that speaks volumes that you have the best player in the world on your team, and you'd rather have a guy who's retired <laughs> 40 years old. You know what I mean? I, I, is 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 Magic Johnson or Genie Bus for that matter just just ruining this team or or is it, was it or is it just was it just inevitable this was going to happen they just weren't ready to build weren't ready to win right now? I mean, I I always wonder. Do, do, Sherman, did you believe what what LeBron did you believe was coming to the Lakers? Right? right. Was this the you know what LeBron did you think was showing up here? I thought it was still the takeover LeBron that could actually win and help help a team move forward and win championships. Now, I did not expect them to really do anything, but I thought they would get to the playoffs, yes. Okay. So, you know, keeping that in mind, I, I will agree. I thought that at least he could have turned them into the eighth seed team. Yes. Going to at least, hey, get that eighth seed in the last spot. No more than six seed, yes. Yeah, right. And it, maybe it's something good to say that they're only six games out of it right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's something that we should look at and quantify and say that's pretty good for what they could have had or could have mm-hmm. ended up with. Um, but I just I, I see a LeBron that was just not focused on the task at hand and carries himself with a pedigree for the place that he's at. Up until he showed up and without Kobe on that team, the Lakers have been a joke, right? So you'd think that him showing up, they would they would change the way they were doing things. I'm sure he decided at some point he can no longer work with the kid, the roster that was there because they were, you know, the media is leaking that they're about to trade these guys. Mm-hmm. Janie Buss, uh, Magic Johnson, they have no idea what they're doing. And it's really sad. I think they need, like, an actual analytics guy, numbers guy, come in here, tell them, like, these are the players that we see based on these metrics that should be doing well here, and then bring in some, like, Players, coaches, right? Just the lower level guys. It doesn't have to be like, a litany. Like ball style, pretty much, right? <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. And I'm not, so, you know, to look at it, I don't think they got a LeBron that was focused on a rebuild project. And yeah, I, I agree with you from last week. You were like, I think they had a lot of cachet in on bringing Anthony Davis there. And yeah. a lot of what he wanted to do now was based on me starting a big three. Me, Anthony Davis, some other dude, we're going to figure it out, get some role player guys, we'll do the cleveland thing the end of the miami thing it'll be okay we'll make the playoffs it'll be exciting um he's already made his money i don't know if he could ever win a championship with the lakers uh but you know you think about him he's not, he's not gonna do it by himself he, he could exactly. he won't do it by himself right so I, I i think that they should manage his minutes i think they should you know try to extend this as much as possible if they're out of the running yeah um, but I don't, I don't think the city's accepted him i don't think that them as a fan base are like who is this guy well, until they start really winning games, you know, go into the playoffs, maybe yep. get it. So each the second round, maybe even the Western Conference Finals, if they lose against the Warriors, though, that would kind of be expected. I think that's the case. You know, once they get another other pieces, um, I think he went in with the mentality of, yo, I'm LeBron James. I've been to eight straight finals. I can do what I can. And all of a sudden he realized, oh, wait, these guys are mad young. I can't really bring these guys along as, as I wanted to, you know, um, and also the fact that he's what, 33 or 34 years old. It's not the same thing when he was even his first run to the finals 
I mean, when he was in Cleveland, when they got swept by San Antonio, he was he was young. He's what 24, 24, 25 years old. He brought a very some you had some 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 sort of veteran guys on that team, but they were you know very you know inexperienced. But the fact that you know you can reach that in the, in the Eastern Conference, it's a lot different in the Western Conference now. That's it's, 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 this is where talent is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's a lot different. That plays a part in it as well. And I tried to tell you, listen, they could probably get to the playoffs, but they're not going to make it run. It's a different ballgame from the East to the West. You know, um, and just last night, I don't know if you um, watched the game last night. They lost to the uh, the Celtics, but you know, I mean, look. But Brandon Ingram is out for the year. Lonzo Ball is gone. Is already ruled out. For, has been ruled out for the season. So they really just, I mean, they have all incentives to just tank right now. I don't think yeah. they will. Yeah. LeBron's that type, you know, that, that, that type of player. So you know, he'll still get a couple of minutes. He probably will play. I don't know, thirty minutes a game, maybe even less, maybe twenty five. Yeah, you know, why, they're going to be losing these games anyways. Honestly, yeah, even no, if they try, I think they're going to lose these games. Yes, yeah, so there's really no point. Um, but you know, I like, like I said, moving, kind of transitioning to the Celtics. They got they got beat by the Celtics last night, I think 120 to 107. Who who had a very impressive win the other night, beating the Warriors by a 33. The Celtics right. played well. You know, um, I think Kyrie had what 30 points, uh, seven boards, five assists. Marcus Morris had 16. Marcus Smart had 16. Hayward off the bench at 15. But, um, I mean, I think – I don't know if you saw after the game, Kyrie and LeBron had a little moment. They exchanged some yeah. words, you know. And I think LeBron was saying, yo, dude, maybe we should have stayed together. <laughs> like, yeah. Honestly, that dap, that dap had a lot of love in there. Yo, dap, like, what did we do? Yo, why couldn't we just figure this out in Cleveland, right? Yo, why did – like, yo – well, you shouldn't have left. Maybe I shouldn't have left either. You should have stayed. You know, probably should have stayed too. I think that's where that conversation was kind of going, to be honest with you. And it's, you. It's, it's 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 tough to win without you know key key great players on your team. You know, um, but the Celtics they're playing they're playing better. You know, they're currently what I think fifth in the East. Yeah. But I mean, without having home court advantage, do you see the Celtics really going deep into the playoffs? Negative. Yeah, I, this is they, they're 16 to 16 on the road or 16 wins, 16 losses on the road. Yeah. And this is the second time this season that they've had two back to back road wins. So if you're just figuring out how to win on the road now, uh, a runner to win the, the last game the, before that, the 33 points, which I don't know how to feel about that with the with the Warriors was that the Celtics finally turned it on and the look great or the Warriors are just trying out something new with other guys not really playing their part the way they want them to. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Right. Um, but no, I, I don't. Uh, that's a tough one for me. That's a tough one. I think they're in trouble. I think if they don't have home field, I think they're in trouble. Yeah, I, I do too. If they don't have home court advantage, I mean, I was expecting that. Honestly, I, I thought they'd, they'd run away with the East with Kyrie Irving being healthy, with Gordon Hayward back in the mix. You know, Jason Tatum is a stud. Jalen Brown, you know, you know, uh, Al Horford. I thought those. I thought they'd easily win, win the East. But you know, like I said, they're in fifth, trailing behind the Pacers and the Sixers, who are actually playing right now. Um, but Milwaukee is looking like they're going to run away with the the top seed of these. First team, 50, point, 50 wins. Yeah, I mean Toronto's right behind. I think they're three games back of of the Bucks. But um, you have the the probable MVP and Giannis leading the leading the Bucks to you know what I think are a surprise team you know right now. But I think I just think that it's more difficult than people thought it would be when you have such elite talent, especially young guys like Tatum and Brown 
who are not getting the minutes I think they would thought they would get just because they had a lot of minutes last year and Terry Rozier as well too because Kyrie and Gordon Hayward weren't there. So I think it's a blow to their egos. You're like, hey, wait a second, why are these guys getting minutes? Well, dude, you know what, dude, Kyrie Irving's better than you, Terry Rozier. Kyrie Irving's better than you know most point guards. You know, yeah. is 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 Gordon Hayward better better than Jason Tatum? You know, I think Jason Tatum is the future. Uh, you know. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say, but I think the Celtics need to really need to figure it out because if they don't have home court, I agree with you. I don't think they will. Uh, I don't. I don't think they'll go very far. Yeah. Uh, moving into the Warriors really quick, um, they had lost five of eight before Friday night's win over Denver. Clay Thompson finally returned. He had he had 39 points. He was nine of 11 from three. Now he was torching, lighting it up. When I mean when him or Curry is lighting it up like that, it's kind of hard to stop them. Absolutely. Now, Boogie was taking a lot of criticism the past few games, you know, playing lack of defense, you know, his, you know, his demeanor on the court. I know, I think, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, it's Steve Kerr's job to get them and get them in line, or yeah. if it's the players themselves need to get each other in line and hold each other accountable for their actions. What do you think, or how do you feel moving forward, coming on this stretch run, if the Warriors, you know, can't really, like. Aren't really don't seem like a cohesive unit. Can they go back to back to back? I think they're consummate professionals and they will do their best on the court to win because winning covers up the stink, right? Just the same issue with LeBron. If LeBron is winning games the way that the Lakers fans are expecting, we're not hearing any of this. He doesn't have a problem. Even if he goes to playoffs and doesn't win, they'll at least be satisfied that he did what he was supposed to do. Right. Um, I do think it's a, it's more of a player's thing. I don't look at Steve Kerr as a babysitter. I, do, I feel like Steve Kerr is a young Popovich right now where he's he is the guy manning the ship, but he operates with a lot of high level individuals. Right. So it's like, yeah, I'm the manager, but I don't need to be hands on with this, these guys. They figure out their own stuff. You know, there's some locker room issue earlier with Draymond and uh, KD. And it, I don't, it didn't look like. Uh, Kerr stepped in for any of that. It seemed as though the team came together and they figured it out. And the two of those two worked it out and it looked like things are fine now, right? Yeah. So I, I definitely think it's a player's issue more than it is a, a you know, coaches and players issue. But if it starts to affect the play on the field or on the court, that's when I think the coach has to step in and be like, I need somebody else in there. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, they're still in first place. They're two games ahead of the Nuggets. Um, the Rockets aren't too far behind as well. Um, so, but I mean, like I said, I still think they'll they'll still they'll maintain the one seed. You know, they'll get they'll get at least get to the Western Conference Finals. You know, is it will will it be against Houston as expected? You know, um, I, let's say I probably probably will just be back to the finals and win another championship. But I still think that if they can't really play together at play really play team ball. They, it could be it could be an upset. You never know. And Houston, I think, obviously, I don't think Denver has the really the depth to really contend with them in a seven game series. They're playing good ball. Jokic is playing great. You know, I really like Jokic's game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's playing good ball. He's probably one of the best big men in the game right now, along with Giannis. Um, but the Warriors will get they'll get it together. I don't, I don't see it really being that big of an issue. Anyway, moving on, let's let's go on to the NFL now. And big, big news out of the NFL yesterday. Um, finally, we have it. Uh, Antonio Brown will be going to the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders are getting a third and a fifth round pick for the uh, batted wide receiver out of Pittsburgh. Now, he will be getting a new three-year deal with the Raiders, uh, which is worth up to be $54.125 million, which is, and 30125 is guaranteed. I think yeah. he had... He had about three years left 
on his deal with the Steelers. He had three years and about 38 or 39 million with the Steelers left, none of which was guaranteed. Yeah. So, you know, um, so I, I just, I'm really surprised. I came a third and a fifth round pick. I mean, it's Antonio Brown, dude. I, at least I expected at least a first round pick in there in the mix. Yes. I mean, I mean, think about it real quick. Think about it. The Raiders gave up Amari Cooper for a, they got a first round pick for Amari Cooper. You tell me Antonio Brown's not worth a first round pick. Now, you got to get long term though. Amari Cooper is only twenty three years old, so you're getting you, he's not even hit his prime yet, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I I can't. The problem is just his age and the wear and tear on a thirty year old wide receiver. He might be the best, but when you have the best wide receiver, you don't let him walk, right? Because you're not going to be able to recoup the value he's actually adding. There was some stat where uh, in two thousand and seventeen, uh, forty percent of all the yards that were gotten that were made on offense were made by Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and mm-hmm. 49% of the touchdowns were made by Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like that's that's first-round pedigree all day, right? But he's too old for me to come to a negotiation table and be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this first-round draft pick that could be a 22-year-old stud that might turn into a Hall of Famer or at least be an all-pro and have a solid spot for you that you have years of, of negotiation with or you have one guy who's really expensive and is 30 already. Yeah, you know, I, I just fifth, he that's that's chump change for a guy like that. That's what I'm saying. That's why I thought. I mean, at least maybe a second and a third, you know, or like right. a first. That's what I was thinking. Or, yes. or maybe like a first and a fifth, or a first yes. and a fourth, whatever the case. One is. of those picks has to be a starter. That kid, whoever that pick turns into, needs to be somebody who can at least start because that's and what you're getting. And right, impact that through his organization immediately. Exactly my point. That's why I was so shocked when it was just a uh, third and a fifth round pick. You know, I mean, like we said, Brown is, you know, arguably the best receiver in the game. And they're just getting those. I mean, hey, is John Gruden really the mastermind that we 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 doubted him to be? Is it, you know, is it really worth it now? You know, gathering, gathering up all those picks for Khalil Mack and, uh, you know, and and, and 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 Amari Cooper. And now you're getting Antonio Brown, who now Derek Carr has an, uh, an elite weapon. Yeah. To establish his game now. Yeah. I think this might be nice. Now, will they have to worry about the quote-unquote diva side of of AB, especially when they move to Vegas next season. Yeah, and your man is on the strip on the weekends. He's not just hanging out in Pittsburgh. He's he's yeah. on the Las Vegas strip. Yeah, he's up He's up in the Venetian chilling, you know what I mean, in the Hard Rock. Well, TMZ will let us know how good things are for uh, uh, Antonio Brown well before we hear anything from his team. So. <laughs> you know, that is that is for true. That is that's definitely right. I mean, so I was kind of I was kind of surprised by the trade, you know, with the value that he they got, but um he's going to be he's going to be a Raider, so we'll see how that goes. Um moving along, I don't know if you saw this other news that former Cowboys defensive lineman David Irvin decided to call it quit. He is quitting the NFL. Dude, this man said pretty much like he said without saying it, he'd rather smoke weed than play in the NFL. What the deuce is he talking about? He failed the third. He failed the drug test for the third time. Got suspended. Decided to put a video up on his social media, talking about oh, weed is a plan. It's comes in the earth. Yada yada yada. I'm standing up what I believe in. You believe in weed then more than you believe in millions of dollars. How old is he? How old is David Irvin? He's a millennial. This is how they are. Okay. Mm-hmm. They will throw away everything so that they can, a little part of them can feel whole. 
fine. Hey, I'm not mad at you. I, I, on my generation before me were hard workers who tried to stay in the same job as long as possible. They weren't jumping ship because of the new hotness. They weren't talking. They didn't live their entire lives online trying to size for people that don't matter. The okay. fact that that's how he quit from his job, that's how they act. That is how they I'm not one of them. That's how those kids act. It's almost as bad as a George Gordon, I mean Josh Gordon situation that you know he constantly you know going to the stuff. But a, a little, a little bit different. I will say it's a little bit different. I think he had some more underlying issues. Mental health, yeah, issues. Yeah, so yeah, self-medicating with that, yeah. Right, but this dude really blatantly was like, "Yo, no, I'm trying to smoke, kill, still smoke weed, dude. Are you serious? You say you love the game of football, you love it so much, but yet you'd rather worry about smoking weed. Like, dude, what is the matter with these kids these days, dude? Like you said, he's what twenty something years old. He's more yeah. like, you know. I mean, Giving up his dream to play in the NFL for millions of dollars. I mean, that's just that's just incomprehensible. I can't get on board with it. I can't co-sign that one at all. A good right. riddance to him. You know, I don't think. Hey, if he's happy, hey, that's what – kudos to you because people – other people are doing all kinds of stuff and they're not happy. If you're happy, good. Don't turn around and be like, that was a dumb idea, but – yeah, the worst thing that bothers me is that uh, Randy Moss already told us that you can smoke weed and work and be in the NFL. They tell you when you get tested. Just don't get caught. That's what I'm saying. I guarantee, dude, there's half the league, I guarantee you, smoking weed, but they're just not getting caught. There's ways around it. And you got caught three times, you ain't help, You ain't talking to the right people. You don't have the right people in your corner to tell you. That's yeah, what it is. They're That's doing. what it is. It's why Robbie Robbie Kraft, excuse me, Bobby, Bobby Schmurda Kraft got caught up in Jupiter, Florida because he got the wrong people around him. Why, what are you doing down there? You're not bringing him the ladies? This is what you got him doing? That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, dude, where, where who is his handler? And why don't they, why don't they have a hold of him? Come on, man. Where is his Michael Cohen? <laughs> I, I don't get it, bro. I don't get it. Anyway, moving on, uh, Jason Winton, the, the uh, former Cowboy tight end, coming out of retirement, leaving the Monday Night Football booth, joining, rejoining the Cowboys. Kind of surprised. I thought he was done. He says he still has the urge to play. Uh, so I need you. I need you when you, when we're playing this for the YouTube fans and the millions and millions of the, of the fans out there. You need to show the video of uh, what is that, that wide receiver from uh, the Carolina Panthers? And he also played. He's on NFL right Steve now. Smith. Steve Smith and his response to <laughs> finding out that Jason Witten was coming back. <laughs> he essentially put it out there. He's like, listen, I'm good. I'm good at my job. So I'm not worried about going back to, to the NFL. Yeah. It, it, you know, Dude, some fans were like when uh, Jason Witten is returning, fans were like. You okay? You can you can go. You don't, we don't need your money night anymore. It's okay. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they, what, you want to keep you got the fire to keep playing. You go right ahead. All right. You, have, you still you have the minus CTE effort uh, <laughs> to keep up in the booth. Dude, I mean, yo, to, I mean, I was gonna say because some there are some guys who make the transition to the, uh, the announcing very well, like Tony Romo. He's I think he's doing a great job over you know on his his network. Absolutely. Uh, Jason Witten. As well. Yeah. Yeah, Jason Witten just. Uh, not a, not a good fit. We'll just say that. I don't, I don't know how else to say it, but I do you think, but now but let me ask you this. Do you think he will hurt or he will help this Cowboy offense uh, in the coming season? So the reason that the Tony Romo and uh, Jason Witten show worked is because they had a wide receiver who, while he was one of the premier wide receivers in the league, he was not a route technician. Mm-hmm. He was a nine route, you know, deep dig, in cut, you know what I mean, out route. He wasn't he wasn't a guy who could line up and run the entire route tree. I feel like Amari Cooper is an entire route tree guy. Like, he wants to go out there and do this. So are you now lining 
written up underneath of Amari Cooper and after the money you just paid Amari Cooper, going to start dumping passes off underneath to an aging out of retirement. Yeah, and I think he's not going to be, he will, they did say he's going to be limited on snaps. I mean, they're going to have a basically a pitch count. He won't be getting the snaps he used to be getting. Okay. I, I, I don't know, man. I, You have Jeff Swain there, right? Like they have, they have other uh, uh, tight ends who are young who need to play in an offense that's growing together outside of the old regime's ideas. Right. I don't see what he adds. And and an anonymous player, I think, said that, yo, it's not really a good look. He's taking up a roster spot from someone who really needs that spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, So there might be some friction in the locker room with that, but I I still think that, but I still think that the young guys, like you said, like Swain can learn from Witten and what he brings to the game. You know, he may not have to start every single week, you know, get, you know, get 40, 50 snaps, whatever the case is, or 30 snaps, even if it's 20 to 25 snaps. I still think that he'll just the fact that he is Jason Witten, you know, know, whether it's on goal line situations, I think will be most effective, you know, a short yarded game. I think they'll play him more and more there, but uh, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think, his knowledge of the game will help more than his play of the game. Yeah. That offense. Uh, moving on other news, uh, Eagles backup QB Nick Foles is expected to sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, he will, after, you know, leading the team to a Super Bowl victory the year before and getting them to the playoffs again this year, is he the answer that Jacksonville has been waiting for? I mean, now with this going to be happening, it's safe to say that they will be getting – they're moving on from Blake Bortles. Um, yeah. how much of a step up is this for the Jags? I think it's all fool's gold. It's and on numbers wise and what he's done. I think it is, it is absolutely quantifiably a, a step up from what they had in Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. Uh, even at the height of, he never did the kinds of things that uh, Nick Foles and will never do the kind of thing Nick Foles has done in his short term career that being said i just don't believe that he's about to come out here and it, it seems like a case keenum to denver situation that person came from another team where he had so much success with so say you were having no case keenum case keenum came to, oh i'm very gonna have a little difficulties bit. there sorry, <laughs> sorry, this is verizon's fault um <laughs> No, so I, it, it reminds me of the Case Keenum situation where Case Keenum came from a great team in the Vikings, bombing it all over the place with a very well-laid-out roster of players on the offensive side to work with, good offensive line play, and you know got to an NFC Championship game and then turned uh, uh, go to, went to another team that m- was missing a quarterback to manage what is a great defense along with a decent offensive line and some skill set players and couldn't get it done. Um, replace that for one year, and I look at, at well, I don't know what what uh we talked about this offline, uh what he's going to actually have to work with out there like Dede Westbrook, DJ Shark, are these guys premier talent? Is he going to elevate them? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. Did he, I mean, yeah. I mean, you mean the the roster that Jacksonville's working with is not, I guess, or that he'd have to work with is really really I guess say the best, you know. Uh, they, like you said, the leading receiver with D.D. Westbrook with over 700 yards. I mean, doesn't have the greatest passing cords to work with. I think they, you know, this might be something they all have to work on. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, I don't mind Nick Foles, but look at it. He was in St. Louis. Didn't really work out. 
you know, where was he before? I can't forget. We, we, he, was he was the Rams. He was the oh, he was the Rams before. When they when they were in St. Louis, he was the Rams. Yeah, when they were in St. Louis, you know, I mean, he kind of was kind of suspect. Like he had a stint with the Jaguars before. Is that crazy? Am I seeing? No, I don't think it was. Uh, I just can't remember off the top of my head. Sorry. Um, but I mean, uh, I, I just I don't know if it's really going to help them or hurt them as much or you know what the case is. But I mean, I think the Jaguars needed to. Um, do something. They were ready to move on um, from from Blake Bortles. I think that was safe to say. After they have a, yeah, they were in the AFC Championship game the year before against the, you know, you know what I mean, against the against the past. You know, he read them that far, so everyone had high expectations for last season. It was mainly mainly because of defense, but you know, uh, it just didn't work out. But I, I think it's a better look. So we'll we'll see what happens with them. Another news. Um, uh, Speaking of the Jaguars as well, too, former Jaguars running back Carlos Hyde is going to be signing with the Chiefs on a one-year deal worth $2.8 million, which is 1.6 guarantee. Now, Hyde was traded from Browns to the Jags midseason. The Jags let him go. Now he's going to be signing with the Chiefs. I think it's a good look for the Chiefs. They needed another back behind Demony Williams and Spencer Ware. Um, yeah. Ware is kind of injured, injury-prone, so I, think it, I don't think it's a bad look for them at all. Um, it gives him that big, brutish back, you know, obviously without Kareem Hunt being there, you know, um, so Carlos Hyde – Kind of brings that big body back, what they kind of liked having in uh-huh. uh, in, K- in KC. So I like the move there. Um, I think that it's going to help. I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I like it. I think it'll help. I think it, I, I like it. I mean, you just you're not going to be able to comp- uh, to replace what you got. You lost in Kareem Hunt, putting this guy uh, behind there just so that you can shore things up. I think it's a great boost for Damian Williams. They like Damian Williams. You know, I, I didn't see much when he was in Miami, but I think he's played very well for them, uh, especially through the playoff run for them excuse me um so yeah no i think i think it's a good look i think it's a good move yeah i I think it's i think it is as well um also in in other news um you mentioned case keenan before he looks like he's going to be traded to the redskins for a six-round pick now we obviously the redskins still don't know what's going to happen with alex smith after he suffered suffered that horrific injury he's i i doubt he's honestly i think his career is over i think i think i agree i think i think alex smith's career is over um Again, Case Keenum had a great, like you said, great one in Minnesota, had a subpar year in, in Denver. Is he going to help the Redskins really get back to where they want to be? I don't I don't think so. Uh, the Redskins aren't about wins. The Redskins are an organization that makes money off of the fan base. They're, they're, it's a great business asset to have in your portfolio uh, because you don't need to win to make money off of that team. Um, they, they're not inter- they're interested in winning games. They'd be doing a lot of different things. Uh, George Allen would not, uh, uh, Bruce Allen would not be the GM of that team if that's what they really cared about. Yeah, I mean, the Redskins, I feel like they're always just a mediocre team with subpar talent. You know, I don't feel they feel great, their quarterback situation, with Case Keenum and Colt McCoy. Probably going to have a a QB due in the the offseason, QB battle for for the starter. I I don't know if they feel great about their situation. They may feel okay, but I feel feel like they felt better with Alex Smith there. Um, But I I think they needed to make a move, and that was the quarterback that could possibly be available on the trade block. So they they pulled the trigger. It looks like that's going to be happening. Um, former Ravens uh, safety Eric Weddle is going to be signing a two-year deal with the Rams. Um, some other news, Dolphins release receiver Danny Amendola. They're also going to be signing tight end Dwayne Allen from the Pats. Yeah. Um, no, South Beach Pats. Yeah. You know, uh, so, I mean, some some big some things happening this week. Did you, uh, did you think you were saying, saying offline to me there about the Giants, maybe Odell Beckham? Anything going on there? So, 
So they ended up moving uh, two players, trading two players. Uh, Zeitler, who's an offensive lineman for somebody else, got got traded by the Giants. But they were that the initial trade offer was that they wanted OBJ and the Browns. The Browns wanted OBJ, and the Giants wanted like a first round pick, uh, three players. Zeitler was one of them, uh, and then some other some other cachet of stuff. And it's just like, why why did you sign him? Why did you sign him if now he is the the every season rumor mill of what might he tra- get traded for. I'm sure people call the Atlanta Falcons and they inquire about Julio and they put an offer out there, but we never hear about that getting out into the public. We never hear about that getting out in the media. I'm sure when he retires, we'll hear stories about, oh man, uh, Carolina Panthers almost pulled the trigger and, and got wanted to trade for uh, Julio Jones or something, you know, I mean, or some yeah. crazy thing like that. But I'm just, I, I, I don't understand what the Giants are trying to do there. Keeping Eli, who can't throw for squat right now, uh, paying for one of the top wide receivers, and then not shipping him off, or why even let him? Why not let him walk and have your restricted free agency and uh, match the deal, or let him go? Like it makes no sense. Yeah, I, I didn't even hear my. I didn't hear this at all. I mean, I'm surprised, but dude, I don't know why you would trade your 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 best player. I mean. I think now they're going to Giants will have to draft a QB for the future after Eli's gone. But the fact that you have OBJ and Saquon, I, I just don't I can't imagine them getting rid of OBJ. after something that huge deal. So Absolutely. I'm very I'm very shocked by this news. So it's kind of taking surprise, surprise, surprise. Um, we go on. Let's get into our divisional round. Okay, we, get the, we get the pass trade. We get the pass move. What's which 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 one? Uh, Eagles traded Michael Bennett. Oh, so, that's right. I'm sorry. I forgot about you. Yeah, I forgot. OK. All right. Your boy. Boy Bennett's coming back is back home to the Pats. I think it's uh their Pats are giving up a seventh round pick or or, or they're they giving up a fifth round pick yeah. for Bennett and then getting a seventh round pick from the Eagles. Yeah. Um seems like the Eagles are kind of shipping everyone out. <laughs> you gotta start clearing cap space and, and start retooling. I think uh that the the post Super Bowl uh hiatus has uh, has snuck in on them. They they really needed to hit the back to back when they did because mm-hmm. now the clock is ticked to the point where financially every they all gotta go. Yeah, yeah. I think they're just gonna make some moves. Um. All right. So moving along. Let's now now let's get into our little divisional roundtable this week. I think we're gonna focus on the AFC South and let's start with the Colts. Um. Colts went what ten and six last year. Made the play. They lost to KC in the divisional round in a blowout. I think it was thirty one and thirteen. Um, Andrew Luck played. I think did had a had a, had a good year. Had almost what forty six hundred yards. Um, and what thirty eight. You know, I mean, uh, like over almost forty touchdowns. I believe. Yeah. Um, so he had a, he had definitely had a great year. Uh, shoulders good. Shoulders yeah. good. Yeah, they they protected him well. That's the key. As long as they can protect him. That Finally, with an offensive line, he looks like a legit starting quarterback out there. Yes, uh, yes, uh, absolutely. You know, I think they need to, you know, make sure that it's always good. Now, going into the offseason, I'm not really sure what they need to work on other than, you know, I think you were saying maybe defensive line. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say running back. I mean, I like Marlon Mack. Don't get me wrong. He had almost 1,000 yards last year, but is he a featured back? You know, the number one, I don't know, is he is he RB1? I don't know. How do you, I don't know how you feel about that, the running game, or maybe the, even the passing game, receiving game as well. 
Yeah, so that's, you know, they right now they had a couple guys uh, with him, uh, excuse me, with Naheem Hines and Marlon Mack kind of like fitting in that role. And, you know, I thought maybe they would make a move, maybe like try to grab like a TJ Yeldon or something from, from the, you know, the division rival um, or, or, you know, honestly make a move for Le'Veon Bell because I think it only helps with the fact that they, they brought in uh, Dante Moncrief uh, last year. It didn't work out. He ended up leaving, I think he went to the Jags. Um and, you know, they shipped off Dorsett to the Patriots. And so that they only have like Zachary Pascal and uh, T.Y. Hilton under contract. So I was like, OK, can you get him another pass catcher who could be a good pass catcher who uh, could also help in another place in the run game? I thought it'd be a great spot for Le'Veon Bell. You know, maybe maybe that sounds crazy, but, you know, it, it might be expensive for them to do that. But, you know, they would have a guy who could catch. They'd have a guy who could run. Uh they could fill in backfill their wide receiver scenario situation. Uh, but no, I do. I agree with you. I don't think Marlon Mack is a feature back. I think he's done well with the, with the quantity of work that he's gotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we've seen a lot of players in the NFL, um, but I don't know if he's that number one guy. Yeah. I, you know, I speak, just speaking of the receiving game really quick, I like T.Y. I like T.Y. Hilton. Um, I think they need another weapon. For, for, for luck. I think they need another weapon. Um, I think whether it's via trade or free agency or the draft, I think you need another another weapon for, for luck. I mean, granted, he threw up, like I said, he threw up almost 4,600 yards. So, he, you know, he's just passing the ball a lot. You know, they're passing more than they're running. So that's going to help. Uh, I think Frank Reich is, you know, is, is the right coach for that team. He's, he's you know, he's doing well. He did well in his first year. Um, I just think T.Y., he is a number one receiver. I don't think he's an elite elite receiver yet you know i mean he's not i'm not drafting him first on my fantasy team uh i i I just think they need another i just think they need another weapon for luck um and then i think they'll be okay and then they they anything they work on i think they'll work on their secondary as well too i think that's going to on the draft um and then they i think they should they'll be all right in that division that division isn't really the greatest division they're kind of sometimes mediocre, you know, yeah. hovering around the most teams hovering around 10 and six, maybe 11 and five, one year, yeah. also maybe even nine and seven. So uh, I think the Colts can really contend each year, but they need a couple more pieces, of it, but they'll be OK. Moving on, um, go to the Jags, which we started talking about briefly. They were, you know, bottom of the uh, division last year with five and 11. Mm-hmm. One question I have uh, for you, Leonard Fournette, he had a very subpar second year. I think what only over. <laughs> what, 400 yards or something yeah. like that? Another injury hit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, only five touchdowns. You know, he was injured for a bit, you know, yes, but, you know, folks expected a lot out of him after a stellar rookie season last year. Uh, he came back and was a bonehead when he got suspended for jumping off the bench and getting into a fight on the field that had nothing to do with him. Yeah, with, oh, yeah, against, against the Bills. Yeah, I remember that. And then Tom Coughlin, toward the end of the year, reamed out him and TJ Yeldon for their Demeter sitting on the bench, not eating, being interactive with the team. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is it just, is it just you know, just young young man mentality? Is it just, you know, he doesn't want to be there? I don't know. But the Jags need a lot more pieces that we were talking about earlier. You know, they're going to get foals. I think they need another receiver. Um, I think they need a, quite, a, quite a few things. I think they need to focus on a pass rusher as well, maybe in a, yeah. at a tight end. And then make sure they're protecting full, so even the offensive line. But I think defensively, I think they'll be okay. You know, yeah. um, money on that defense so far. So yeah, you know, um, they, you know, they got a lot of pieces there. You know, Jalen Ramsey, of course, as we all know, um, you know, is, is leading that defense, of course. So I, I, I think the Jags will be okay defensively. I just think they need to get sure up that offense. I don't know 
How do you feel about Fournette? And I don't know, is there any other offensive piece that they really need or get or needs to get rid of, if if any? I mean, I think you I think they need a premier wide receiver. Um, yeah, which I thought they would have made a great landing spot for uh, Antonio Brown. Um, you know, just somebody that, that Foles will feel comfortable just throwing it up and trusting that person because I think that's going to be a lot of Foles' game. I, I don't see Nick Foles picking apart uh, many of the defenses in the, the AFC South uh, with as much ease as he had with the NFC East because the NFC East just something about those defenses when they play against each other it just it just doesn't seem to be there. Um, but, uh, I, I think, I think they need another wide receiver and to, to your credit, I think they absolutely need to keep him upright. You know, but like I said, with the case Keenum, the, the, the parallels to the case Keenum scenario, mm-hmm. give him the best opportunity to succeed, keep him upright, give him weapons. Um, so if they, if they can do that, yeah, as far as Fournette, I don't know if he, if he doesn't want to be there anymore, it just, it seems so erratic. You know, you, you hear the murmurs, like I'm trying to be the best uh, running back that I can be. I'm trying to put out, you know, get, have a really good year. Um, the injury bug hits the Jaguars don't manage it well and try to throw him out there early. It makes it even worse. He's out longer. Um, he needs one solidly good, or excuse me, he needs one solidly good year on top of the other one solidly good year he had when he first came in the league uh, to prove that he's the guy if he wants to get another contract from them. But another team will absolutely pay for his services. Uh, it, we'll just see who. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, agree, I agree with that. Moving along, let's go. Let's, let's talk about the Texans, who uh, they were the division winners last year, but lost in the first round to the division uh, rival Colts. They went 11 and 5. Um, Deshaun Watson looks good. He looked like he is going to be their franchise QB for for a long time. You know, the second year he threw for over 4,100 yards. Um, and his second, obviously, we know he was out his first year because of their injury. You know, he had what 26 touchdowns last year and only nine picks. So uh, he looks good. This is the team I think where Le'Veon Bell should go. The Texans need if they have an elite running back like Le'Veon Bell, the yeah. Texans will be a team to beat. Now, I know they have Lamar Miller, who had just under 1,000 yards, but Lamar Miller is not Le'Veon Bell. You put Deshaun Watson, you put Le'Veon Bell, and you got DeAndre Hopkins, you have a three-headed monster. Yes. That is a monster right there, dude. I'm telling you. Steaming for them is going to be a nightmare for some defensive coordinators. Yes. I'm t- oh my goodness. And remember, he can pe- he can catch out of the backfield too. So he can and he can line up in the slot if need be. Le'Veon Bell can, you know. When you're when you're doing when you're going to empty set five wide, Levy, you can put Le'Veon Bell out there too. So that's just I mean, a the, threat. The Forty yards of space he'll have and a dust of smoke. That'd be yeah, crazy. Yeah, you know, um, so this this is a uh I think this is this is the team where I say that Le'Veon Bell should go to because like I said, man, you got you got DeAndre Hopkins out there, you know that I like the kid, um, Kiki. I think his name's Kuti. Mm-hmm. He looked good, like a young, young guy who was going to be good. Uh, and like I said, so catch, so Deshaun Watson is just going to give more him more weapons to throw the ball to. I think this is the team that if he goes to, do, do not do not be surprised if the Texans will go far and maybe make it to AFC Championship game if Le'Veon Bell is there, if not the Super Bowl. Um, other than that, man, um, you know, obviously the defense led by J.J. Watt, you know, Jadavian Clowney, how's he feeling? You know, his injury yeah. kind of injury prone. Do, do you pay him? Do you pay him? He's up. They have a, they put him under a franchise tag. They franchise tagged him to get more time to uh, negotiate with them. Do you think that they should pay him? I think they, I think you have to because if you have J.J. Watt on one side and Jadavian on the other side, how can you really pat, give that yeah. up? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Now he's not JJ. He's not worth JJ Watt money, but I think they should pay him. Um, I mean, uh, if and if they if they feel that he's too much of a headache or too injury prone, then then so be it. You know, you you draft another pass rusher. You know, um, but I think I think Jadavian and Clowney Clowney is worth it, and they should pay him. On the other side, I think they you know um so back to back to the offensive side quickly. They they I think they drafted they should draft a tight end as well too, but. Been going back to defensively, I know I'm flip flopping. Sorry, but um, I think corner and safeties are bigger. They're, they're kind of their concerns. I know the Honey Badger, yeah, had an okay. Tyron Matthew had an okay season for them. Um, yeah. I think, but if you can really sure assure up that defense, you know, really really have a stout defense, and you get a back like Le'Veon Bell, I think the Texans are that are the future of, the, of that division, if not the AFC. I don't know how. I, I do. Do you disagree, or do you think they need to make up some other moves? I think I think you're on the point there with one, making sure that Deshaun Watson has those weapons again. Another guy we missed, Will Fuller. Will Fuller has been lights out with him. They all yeah. they love connecting on long touchdowns, so that could be something going forward. But yes. I think a Le'Veon Bell underneath, split out wide. Uh, the another tight end, maybe one of these stud tight ends of uh, Fant that's coming out of uh, out of Iowa. I think would be fantastic there. Other guys for him to play with, because I think that's what the weapons is what was missing in that playoff game that they lost. You know, it's, 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 it was tough the way they went out, but I think they, their ability to impose the defense was doing fine. Just fine. To keep the Javon Clowney and he's one of the premier uh, defensive uh, five technique pass rushers in the game right now. I think, I think he deserves um, a payday and to another opportunity to commit himself to the Houston Texans. Cause I think there are, there's a question there of his commitment to the game. Um, but yeah, I could see them as a premier team there. I mean, they've got a good quality uh, uh, roster of players. Will Will Bill O'Brien be the coach that takes them to the next level? I, I, part of me has questions about that. But none of the uh, Bill Belichick clone offensive coordinators have fared very well on their own in the NFL. Mm. Uh, you know, so I, I I don't know how much he's adding to it before. It's just like okay, it needs to be the Deshaun Watson show, and he needs to have a, a offensive minded coach the way that he likes to play. Um, All right. But yeah, they could definitely be a strong team, but I, I agree. They need to give him pieces. They need to keep him healthy and they need to keep that defense strong. Absolutely. Um, and last but not least, that we're going to talk about the Titans in the AFC South. Um, finished nine and seven, missed the playoffs. I think Mariota actually missed the last game when they were in contention to make the playoffs. Um, so he's been he's been somewhat injury prone um, throughout his career. He didn't have that great of a season. You know, threw only through for what over 2,500 yards and what 11 touchdowns and eight well, that's picks. That's not gonna get it done. That's just not yeah. gonna get it done. I mean, he did have a wrist injury or a hand injury, something like a, a nerve damage or something like that that he had. So I understand that, but yeah, um, I, I don't know, man. You know, is he a franchise QB? I don't know. I don't know how you feel. Do you think he's a franchise QB? I, I, I think he came in with a lot of hype, but I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think he's the – I don't think he was running an offense that was built for what he liked to do well, right? He When you're coming out of Oregon, everybody's fast. Everybody's fast. So if your yeah. offense is not everyone fast and you're, you see you're actually the slow guy and we find out that you are one of the slow guys, that's mm-hmm. a problem, right? Like that that's – you know, and that's always been the, the the mark on a lot of good quarterbacks that come out of college is like how good were they really when they played with whoever they played with, right? I I I in the one case where I will say that I was wrong, Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington was a goon. Chad Pennington could play. Chad Pennington helped Randy Moss get his status and pedigree back when they were at Marshall after he had fallen out of favor with Florida State. Yeah. Uh, and earned 
his keep as a player in the NFL. But for the most part, I just feel like it's 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 just not it's not lining up for me to believe that he could be. You know, well, man, it's it's tough. It's tough I don't, because I don't know, man. I I think the Titans though they need a they need some. I think they need a lot of pieces. I think they need to start with their cornerback situation. Malcolm Butler. I don't think he is what swinging fence. I, I don't know uh, him and Logan Ryan. I don't know if you know, especially Butler. I don't. You know, there's just not really what they were. Um, so I think they need to start with uh, in the draft with a with a decent co- a cornerback, maybe even a pass rusher in the defensive tackle. I think they really. Need, I think they need to focus heavy on the defensive side of this draft. Yeah. yeah. That might be a knock on Mike Vrabel, right? Mike Vrabel is coordinating the defense, but is he bringing in the pieces for the defense, right? You, you obviously you, they listened to him and he, they brought in Logan Ryan and all these ex-Patriots guys to come play there, but the system doesn't seem to be working, or the players are just not really that good. Yeah, I mean, I it's, it was his first year as a head coach with that team, so you expected some bumps in the road, but yeah, I think they definitely need to work on the defensive side um, and then worry about offense, then maybe get some Mariota, some weapons. I mean, because let's face it, I mean, his, what, number one receiver is what, is Tajay Sharp? Eh, not that great, you know, young guy. They, they didn't draft him for that. They drafted uh, Corey Davis for that because they figured out, they figured Tajay Sharp wasn't ready to play. Yeah, I mean, Corey Davis had, you know, um, he had, what, like an okay season. He like like, what, 900 yards just about, only a few touchdowns. Um so I don't really know, man. I mean, the, I think the Titans need a lot, a lot, a lot of pieces to really get back to the top of that division. Um, yeah. So I, I just don't know. I mean, the Titans, I think they got a lot of work to do. So and that they're going to they're going to go. I think they should go defensive, like I said, defensive heavy in the draft and then worry about getting uh, Mariota some more pieces, including the running back Derrick Henry, um, the former Heisman Trophy winner from out, out of Alabama. Um, I like him. I just don't think he's, an, you know, he's yeah. that guy. Yeah. He was something about his, his magnificent run just doesn't smell right. Yeah, I just don't think he's that lead back, you know, NFL back. I think he's a good back. I think yeah. he's like a third down situational back, you know, catching balls out of the backfield kind of back. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think he's that lead back to literally lead a team. But, you know, I guess we'll see. Um, yeah. yeah, but I mean, the Titans. Too big to not be a, a one on up back. That's terrible. How, how big is that guy that he's not your your banger? Yeah, yeah, and I just, I just don't know. I, just, I don't know if this is worth ethic or if it's just the offense that he's in. They're just not utilizing him the right way. I just don't really see him right now as being that lead number one back for team right now. I mean, I, maybe hell, let him prove me wrong, but uh, I just, I just don't really see it at this, at this time. But um, anyway, man, I think that's gonna do it for this week's episode of What's the Word Entertainment. Did you have any final words or thoughts you wanted to share? Uh, you know what? We're in the cold period right now. I need America. I need you to hunker down. We're going to make it to Memorial Day. Don't <laughs> worry. No, there's no vacations coming up. But, you know, to, hey, enjoy those moments on the couch. Rest up. Rest up. Absolutely. And, and guys, don't forget to hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel, of course. So you always be on top of the new content coming. Um, hit us up with any uh, ideas that you want to throw at us, any topics that we haven't talked about, maybe some more things that you want to hear, and let us know how we can do better. Again, appreciate you, Elbed, as always. Good to see you, man. Thanks and, uh, for having me. And, man, have a good one, man. I'll see you next time. Take care. Peace.